1: Again, happy new year to you, and we are back with a football show here on Belfast Live. Once again, alongside me, that Glenn Torrent Great of yesteryear. He is Mr. Paul Lehman, basically here to keep me right. And the man beside us, we thought we'd look outside the premiership because it's the fifth round of the Irish Cup. And one of my favorite people is our special guest today. He is the Portadown boss. Niall Curry. Niall, you're very welcome. Thank you very much, Jackie. You're very privileged. You're the first one outside the premiership.
2: Delighted to be here. Oh, we're excited too. <laughs> we're excited
1: But uh Portadown, you things are going well on the pitch at this moment.
2: At this moment, yeah. Um no we're we've we've got a wee run together now, Jackie, and it's been a it's been a really tough season so far and you know, we've got off to a poor start. But as I said before, we we had basically sixteen, seventeen strangers turned up in June. Um and it's took a long time to, to get things clicked, but I think we're we're in a good place now. And everybody, the pennies drop a lot of people, so I think there's a wee bit of confidence back in the squad. So you know, hope, fingers crossed, we can continue. Yeah.
1: Well, Paul, we have to admire this man. Took the job about 15 months ago, following the one, the only, the legendary Ronnie McPaul as the boss.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a big challenge, Jackie, to, to take over from Ronnie, you know he had so many years there of success and. And Portadown's a, a big club in Irish League terms, and it would be great to see them back in the, the Premier League again. And no better man than now to, to get them up because he knows what the Championship's all about. And um, I think he's the man to bring them, them back into the Premier League, and hopefully Portadown can do that because, you know, over the years they've been one of the, the bigger clubs around the Irish League, and it's sad not to see them there at this moment in time.
1: Do you know he's the most successful ever manager in the Championship?
0: Oh, I d- didn't know that. No, I didn't know it. it <laughs> told <me>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, It's that not that something we're proud of. <laughs> that. that is true. We will come to that uh, later. Now, we always look back to the games last weekend. I know you'll be keeping an eye on the <clears throat> premiership as well, Niall. What about Crusaders 2? Linfield 1, winners at Windsor Park. Big statement. Massive result.
0: It was a massive result and obviously Linfield had lost in Boxing Day to, to the Glens, uh, which was a bad defeat for them so they were going into that Crusaders game really needing to win it and I think Linfield did okay in the first half they they competed well with Crusaders was pretty even they got themselves in front through Josh Robinson but in the second half Crusaders showed why they're up there at the top of the league they really showed their their character they upped the gears and you know they they really battered Linfield in the second half and and Gavin White they had the the outstanding player in the pitch again we've spoken about him a few times and and we've seen a fantastic goal from Billy Joe Burns as well. So yeah. Crusaders now, I think it's 16 wins and one draw in their last 17 games, and you know now they're the team that's on top of the league and they're the ones to catch. It's another big joke for the Blues, isn't it? It is, and like I said, I watched them beating Cliftonville a couple of weeks ago, and they did really well in that game. And then they followed that up with a defeat to the Horn, which will be hard for them to take. And then obviously Crusaders beating them, so. Linfield need to find something and find something fast. I mean, they're now 17 points behind. I know they've got a couple of games in hand, but they're just not playing well enough in this, at this moment in time to, to sort of give any indication that they're going to go on a run like they did last year. I know they've brought in a couple of new signings. David will be hoping they hit the ground running, but at this moment in time, Linfield are compared to the, the top teams, you know, they're just they're off at the minute. Yeah,
1: it's a long way back for them now. Surely
0: it's
2: a big gap now. Um, yeah, uh, seventeen points. Uh, we yeah. f- we were talking about in our changing rooms, or uh, you know, just a few weeks ago about uh, what Linfield done this time last year uh, And the run that went on to close such a, a big gap, uh, mm-hmm. to, to hunt down and chase down Crusaders. I think that's a massive <coughs> gap now, Jack. You know, it would you know it would be a big, big ask for any club to put that. Especially you are reliant on Crusaders dropping points as well mm. and Coleraine as well. So it's a big gap, but um, you know, it's happened. Yeah, uh, you know what's happened before, and they've, they've done it last year, but they're going to need an even um, a miraculous run now.
1: Yeah, as you said, it's uh, two games in hand, 17 points behind. Never right off the blues, but it's getting there. Crusaders, then the only game to survive the weather over the new year. They uh, beat Ballymalard three nil to go top.
0: Yeah, professional performance from him. I mean, I listened to the game on the radio and I think Richard Brush was a very busy man, the the and Mallard goalkeeper, and he's been outstanding for them all season. Um, I think they kept them out for the majority of the first half and then in the second half, Crusaders obviously got the goals and Billy Joe Burns, Jordan Persaith amongst the goals again and it's a really professional performance from Crusaders and it puts them on top and Stephen Baxter will be delighted with the Christmas period and they've picked up maximum points.
1: But after what happened last season, as Niall was saying about (coughs) Linfield clawing back the big league that the Crews had, the Crews will be taking nothing for
0: granted. They won't be, and I think I've always said that what happened to them last year will give them that more hunger this year to make sure that doesn't happen again, and it'll always be in the back of the the players' minds. And you, You could see it in the second half against Linfield. They came out and they just took their game to another level, and there was a real... Grit about them and a real determination, and they're, they're grinding out results. And the thing about Crusaders is, Jackie, they've they've got so many exciting players and Heatley, White, Owens, Forsyth, technically good players. Good but depth as well. Yeah, and they've got the strength and depth in the squad, but they can also mix it. They can be physical. They can, if teams come to battle them, they can put up a battle as well. So, you know, they've got a lot going for them at this moment in time. But they won't want to get complacent. They've got themselves at the top now through hard work and playing well, and they've got to keep that going.
1: But they're looking good at the right time they as well. Are. Colraine could only manage a point at solitude. No easy quest, of course. A point away from home, particularly at Cliftonville, is a good result. But they got the draw, they're off the top.
0: Yeah, they're off the top and they were down to 10 men in that game and it was always going to be a, a tricky fixture for them. But, you know, they've had a couple of draws over the holiday period there and, you know, their pitch has been called off in New Year's Day. And I think I was just chatting to Nile about it. I think the pitch could play a big part in, in, in Colraine's season. The game that they like to play, their pitch is now renowned for being really heavy over the winter months, and could that affect them? You know, we'll wait and see. Yeah, but I
1: think the pitch affected them on Boxing Day against Palomino and the 1-1 yeah, draw. Yeah, you know, it was a, really gluey and sticky. It's a bit of a bumpy. leveler.
0: You know, other teams can go and fancy that they can put the game, take the game to Corryn on a on a heavy pitch, whereas on a nice surface they like to get it down and play their natural game, and they'll probably beat most teams. But on a on a heavy pitch. As I say, it could be a leveler, and that that could be something that costs some points over the course of the season.
1: And dropping behind, it's a big mental test now for uh, the Coleraine Rain men, particularly the young men on the team.
0: It is because they've been flying high; they've been top the majority of the season, most of the season, and now they've got a they're playing catch up. And or will be, you know, laying down a new challenge for his players. Can we get back to the top again? Can we catch Crusaders? And you know, he'll be looking to see if, if his team can rise up to that challenge now.
1: Third place, Glenavon, they slumped to a 3-1 defeat at Bellamini United. Great for United, but uh, not good for uh, Gary's men it's not
0: and they've conceded three goals Jackie and that's a fixture we spoke about it last week that Glen Avon have won easily in the last two meetings scored a lot of goals against Balamina 6-1 and 4-0 yeah Yeah, so they will have been getting that game full of confidence Balamina as I said last week Big Davey will be challenging his team let's get something against Glen Avon and they've went out and done it and that's a big win for Balamina really good win for them but they've picked up a couple of injuries now over the holidays which is probably going to affect Balamina and you were
1: telling me I didn't realise that young Freel Cather Freel yeah. top goal scorer I say our Ballymena United <laughs> top goal scorer <laughs> he's got a bad injury I didn't know that, yeah, that, that. Picked and up an McMurray's injury. injured as mm.
0: well and I think the good form that Ballymena have been on in the last 10-12 games has coincided with Freeley McMurray being back in the team Absolutely. You know, and now they're, they're both out injured and They'll be hoping it's not too long-term and they can get them back in the team because they play a massive part in, in Ballymenas if they're going to have any success this season.
1: But Ballymena United into the top six, replacing your Glenn Torren. <laughs> but uh, the Glens, they went to Dungallen, 0-0 nil, nil draw.
0: Yeah, Glenn Torren. Disappointing. It is a disappointing result because they came out of the, the Boxing Day game. The whole place was buzzing on a high, having beat Linfield because they don't do that many times over the Boxing Day fixture. So I did say... Glenthorne have now got to follow that up and beat Dungannon and beat Warren Point in their next two games. They went to Dungannon and got a 0-0 and by all means Dungannon could have won that game so it's a disappointing result for them after beating Linfield and that's been the story for Glenthorne. You know They're able to raise their game against Linfield but going to Dungannon they're in a game where they probably think they should win. They haven't been able to do it. And you feel for the Glenthorne
1: fans I mean, beating the, the Blues and the Big Two and then, oh, we're just...
2: Justin Gannon, and they're let down
1: again. They've really been put through the ringer, haven't they? Stuff. Ah, yeah,
2: Glenn. The Glens fans are, are you know, they demand. They're, mm. they're a big, You need a, you need to be a strong character to play for Glenn Thorne, I can tell you that yeah. because their supporters are very, very demanding. And whatever I think Paul hit the nail on the head, I think whenever you can go and, and get get them heights and, and beat your landfields, uh, and then you go to your Dunganses fight, let you get the same level of. Level of commitment, level of performance. You, you know, you can always. It must be so frustrating for them you, when you think you've just maybe turned a corner and you've got a great <coughs> result like that. Then you're you're turning around and getting a little, little down at Dungan in a game. I'm sure they would expect. And to, expect Gary Haveron,
1: he'll be feeling it too, and under pressure. And you know what that's like after the start of the season. Absolutely. You have down at Portadown, another big club who demand
2: huge clubs. Same same kind of situation as I am down and down in Portadown. A uh, club has been at, at the height of everything and um, trying to get themselves back. Gary's had a, re- a rebuild there at Glen Thorne, to be fair to him, and I've had a total rebuild at Porter as well. Sometimes it takes time, you know, and unfortunately nowadays, the modern game, you don't really get time sometimes, Jackie. When's
1: your contract?
2: On? end of the season.
1: <laughs> well... <laughs> We, we, goodbye we got, we got no no we got <laughs> Elliot Morris Glenn Thorne goalkeeper in his contract so we look after you do your you, best don't be worried the next game Warren Point 3 Arts 3 a better point for ours I would suggest being away from home
0: yeah away from home because Warren Point have, have given a lot of teams a, a tough game on their home patch um, so it, it is a good point for Ards and Ards have been on a decent run yeah. Nicky's done a good job there and they've picked up a lot of points over the last month And so yeah he'll be happy with the point but I think um, it was a late equaliser for, for Warren Point so Colin will be disappointed I think it was the 84th minute that Ards didn't hang on for all three points
1: But Warren Point have got something about them haven't they and even Gary Hamel, boss, he said they're the best team I've seen going forward this season that's big praise
0: yeah, it is, and they've got, they've got you know they've got Darren Murray, Martin Murray, and they've got a few good young players in their team, and they have scored. I think. Is it Martin who's left now? Stephen. Stephen is left. Stephen, yeah. yeah. So good, many good done. player. He's yeah.
2: another. You know, the front three of Stephen Murray, uh, Darren Murray, and, and Martin. Yeah. It's, it's very variable, very and you've got memories. Sean, and you've got Sean Mackle. Yeah, and you've got Sean Mackle in behind that. Yeah. That's right. So you've got four really top. Uh, To me, top six Premiership players. Good old head there. And the final game,
1: Carrick 2, Belna 2. The wrong result for both.
0: Yeah They're I mean, right
1: down there
0: That's the one where Carrick would be looking to get three points to give themselves yeah. that little bit of distance from Battle Mallard, and Battle would will be looking to win to catch the gap on Carrick It was obviously going to be a draw I think that we tip a draw Jack Ed. I don't know <laughs> I don't No know. way <laughs> <laughs> It was a certain to <laughs> be a draw wasn't it that one We got it wrong whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> No 2-2 draw not a great result for, for either side and they still find themselves down there scrapping the bottom yeah.
1: Okay, well, let's see how busy they are scrapping as we take a look at the Danske Bank Premiership League table. There we are. Crusaders and Coleraine lead the way big time. Crusaders 57, Coleraine 56. 11 points back in third place. That's an amazing gap. Glenavon 45. <coughs> Pardon me. Cliffville on 41. Linfield back on 40 points. And Ballameda United getting up in there in the top six. They are nine points adrift of that, 31 points. Bottom half, Bentorn, 30. Five points of a gap to Dungannon 25. Four points of a gap to Ards on 21. And then the bottom three, it's now a league of three down there at the bottom. Seven points behind Ards. We have Warren Point, 14. Carrick, 11, with a couple of games in hand. And uh, Ballinamallard Mallard are struggling at... Uh, six points now the spotlight is on you Nile.
2: <laughs> <laughs> starting start to the season uh, extremely frustrating start to the season Jackie for being honest about it um, obviously when, whenever you're starting with a new squad you're hopeful that you'll hit the ground rolling unfortunately it didn't happen but did we did start off a couple of wins and then we drew down at the PSNA but I think as we look back at the in the first part of the season it wasn't good enough I think you got to sometimes put your hands up we've got a good level of player down at our club in, in the championship and um, I think um, we're a wee bit of a soft underbelly for a lot of games we dropped a lot of points in games we should have took points from no doubt about that. But
1: you you brought in a, a clatter of players of 16, 17 or something.
2: Well, with, with everything, with new full-backs, new centre-halves, new goalkeepers, new midfielders, new strikers, new wingers. It takes a while. So, but to be fair, you know, all players that have, have played at a good level, you know, and been in the Premiership uh, for a long, But I think we've been really struggling with injuries this year. Dorn Boyce, Dorn Henderson yeah. has been missing for the first basic two, three months of the season. Yes. He's come back now, he scored three goals in three games. Chris Lavery's been out for, for periods of time with Miss Kyle McVeigh, our goalkeeper John Conley's out for the season. Um Stefan Lavery he was out for four weeks with a Hamstring. We've got him back and now he's done his medial ligament, which is an all long term injury. And and we've suffered with injuries, there's no doubt about that. But um I, I think I think we've got a settled team at the moment, which is really helpful. I was
1: gonna say how have you stabilised the results? Is it because of you're getting players past injury? back from injury
2: I think it's the ex- the expectations at our club are huge for a lot of our players you know we have a lot of players that maybe have been playing in the in the championship for for a while playing in front of one man and his dog and they' suddenly playing in front of five six hundred people and and the demand is there and the expectations are and, and um, I think you know they have to have to accept this and embrace these kind of things it 's a big club you know to me it's a, it's, a, it's a bigger club outside the top oh. two in the, in the country. Um, it's a rebuilding process it was a total rebuild Jackie uh, a total um, but I think now we'll have a foundation in place and we can really start kicking on and building on that
1: how tough a time was it for you being the boss were you getting a, I think whenever elders?
2: I think whenever you take a job on it's my town it's, it's where Born and raised. I've been there for I was born uh, but <laughs> uh, I think I didn't realise the the working working in the town and um and you know, people opening their it's window. People window on, their opening their, going into every shop and what's happening on Saturday that's rubbish and <laughs> that. and then I actually had a guy open his window one day when I was doing my and he showed out the window he'd pack it in cry. You know, so um but yeah, yeah I've had i that crack <laughs> Face, face But um no, I think I think it's I think the personal side of it in regards is twenty four seven when you're born and bred in the town. And you're managing, and you don't get away from it. When I was down at Orange, you lost on a Saturday, and you never seen anybody till the next Saturday. So you yes. got a full week of, of just getting your head shored and giving yourself some time to reflect. But it's 2020, whenever we lose on a Saturday, I have to go and face the public on the, on the Monday morning. So it's <laughs> uh, it's not easy.
1: Well, the, the windows must be shut at the moment because you've won the last four games, you've scored 20 goals in those games, and you've conceded one. That is very impressive. Oh.
2: I think confidence again, Jack. I think we, we'll, you know, um, from our first game where we, we, we got our first first uh, victory in a while, <coughs> I think we we'll haven't looked back. And um, to be fair, the players have been fantastic. You know, we're we're now getting what I regard as as real good shifts. Out of. They're working hard off the ball and they're working hard on on the ball. When we have it, we've got options. And when we don't have it, we're nice and compact and we're putting pressure in the ball. So that's what we've been trying to do from the start of the season. But um, I think now we we understand that you know we, we've got a we've, we've brought the gap down and um, we've got a good opportunity now to get among things if we can get into the top six one step at a time.
1: Well, you're up to fifth, eight points behind the leaders. Yeah, I
2: think more importantly, we've we've got it nice and congested now. But you know, if we can get our win and make, guarantee that top uh, that top six finish, then I think when the top six play against each other, there's. You know it can be it can be massive swings in regards to points ways. So, if if somebody in the top six can put a, a run together, then that and 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 uh, get a few wins under their belt, you you'll see the the table changing very quickly. Yeah,
1: you're almost there. Two more games to the break. Uh, away to Limavale, it? Away to
2: Valley and then home to uh, the Galacticos. Lauren. Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> what do
1: you make of that situation? I think I it's think it's great.
2: fantastic. You know, I think it's I think it's um, it's it's, it's like having your We'll talk about full-time football. From what I can gather, the whole plan at Lorne is to go full-time. They certainly brought in some full-time players. Uh, and so money. <laughs> Full-time <laughs> money. So, um, I think full credit them, and hopefully Purple Bricks will stand by them and, and do like what Roman Abramovic done at Chelsea. and, and um, The longevity of it will be for everybody to see. Uh, and the
1: targets, uh, realistically, it looks as though Institute are very strong. Are we looking at uh, a playoff position?
2: I think realistically we'll, we'll probably, Jack. If I'm being honest about it, we'll we'll keep fighting and try and get that gap down with Institute, but it's in their hands now. Um, but we have no doubt that we can go on. We can continue on a, on a good run. Where we can get to, you know, I sort of said to the players in the last game we had, you know, Linfield done hunted down Crusaders last year. Let's see if we can do the yeah. same things with with Institute, but um, they're a good side, you know. And, and uh, this top six, you'll see a lot of teams beating each other. But I think I think if you'd have said to me. Six weeks ago, Jackie, that we, we, we had a chance of getting into the top three, yes. and giving ourselves a chance of a playoff, I would I would, have, I would have broke your arm off for for sure. And I think we're in a, a a good position now that we can we can do that.
1: What he's been through this season with a reasonable start and then a dip because of injuries and so on, and now he's got it back. Thankfully, I mean this roller coaster and getting grief off the fans. Maybe that's why we don't go into management.
0: <laughs> I can sympathise with now, obviously playing for Glen for so many years and living in East Belfast you know, demands. I, uh, I can remember people shouting at me when I was going into work on, on a Monday morning as well but we were lucky enough we had a lot of success as well so you know, it's good times and bad times but I think everyone knows that Port is has now said it's a rebuild job and we've sort of seen something similar at Cliftonville this year Barry Gray's come in and it's taken him a few months to get his team settled the way he wants them to play, and it sounds like that's been the same at Portadown, and now they're starting to sort of get the benefits of a, a more settled team. And yes, there's been a few injuries, but I know now has got a, a good squad there, and there's no reason why they, they can't push on now between now and the rest of the season. And when that top six splits off, they're all capable of beating each other, and that will be really competitive, the top six in the championship. Yeah, and we
1: should tell the viewers that it's unlike the Premiership, their split is earlier. They play... <coughs> 11 games twice, 11 opponents twice in the 12 team league, that's 22 games. Then they play each other twice in the top six, so you have 10 more games there. It's not, it's just five in the Premiership. So that, uh, and as you were saying to me earlier, realistically, oh, you're looking at that, but it's all ifs and buts. But if you can get a run going, and good teams will be taking points of other good teams, exactly so it helps right. everybody. And those who put a run together could be in the box seat.
2: I think the way the way that it is, and playing against each other twice in the top six, I think you can see things changing very quickly. If you if you get yeah. a four, five, six game run on, on the on the cooler, I think you'll see a standout later. Mm-hmm. And I think gaps can be closed in the in them situations because we'll be playing Ballyclare, Institute will be playing Lorn, you know, and. Yes. These, vice versa. So whoever in the, in the top six can put a few, a few games together, it won't be far away.
1: Survival of the fittest. Lovely story. Gary Warwick. Yeah. Who was uh, attacked in Belfast city centre over a year ago, and uh, had a, a bleed on the brain. He was hospitalised and so on, but he's back and he got a hat trick on Boxing Day. And I think that's a great story. And you've had him at Ards
2: as well. I, I had him for two years at Ards. Um, we sent him from, from Donegal Celtic um, a couple, you know, two three years ago, and uh, talented, talented boy, Jackie, um, came through Cliftonville's right through Cliftonville's youth, um, and we he done fantastically well for me at Ards. And the, the, whenever the incident happened, you know, it was a massive <laughs> sickener for everybody at the club, but not just not just about football, Jackie. He's a lovely he's a lovely boy. He's a lovely person, and he's a lovely family. So um, whenever it happened, we, we uh, I went down and seen him, uh, kept him and, and, and seen him. and You know, it was devastating for him. And um, with the period of time he was out, he, he was told then he couldn't play for another eight, and nine months. And he might not ever play again, depending on the seriousness of the the worst news of, ever. But I, I I just kept tabs with him, Jackie, to be honest with you. Uh, I was going to sign him at the start of the season um, for Portadown, but he hadn't played. And I wanted him to go. I told him there's no point in him coming signing for Poor if he wasn't going to be in my team. So I told him to go and sign for Lurgan Celtic and um, get some games under his belt. Yeah. And we'll, we'll take it from there. I didn't keep my word. You know, I think he played one game for Lurgan Celtic. I had it scouted, and the, 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 the report came back to me was that he was the best player in the pitch. So um, I went up straight away and I said to him, Let's go. No brainer. No brainer, absolutely. But he's back. I think it's
1: a great, great story. Great story. Well done, young Gary, keeper lit, keeper lit. Tell me this: one of the highlights of your playing career, a goalkeeper, <sighs> and you were a stare. You were locked goal four years. Banger for took a couple of spells for eight years. You were at Ards. You were at Dungannon Swifts. You won a championship.
2: Uh, title with uh, Joe McAree what a man uh, the main man <laughs> I only played under, under Joe for that um, I remember the story it was it was just one season it was, was it? just yeah he, he, you know, he actually thanked me in January Dungana were sitting around the top of the league in January and Lee Docherty was the manager of Bangor at the time and um, I wasn't playing for Bangor at the time and um, Kevin Bates was leading goal scorer in the yeah, championship at the yeah. time and Joe picked up the phone and rang Doc and and said, "I want Nell Curry, and you can have cabin Bates. So I found that absolutely amazing, <laughs> and, and I couldn't understand it, but um, it I'm worked out. Hard to take in it, it worked out. But I have to say, in the period of time that I played under Joe, what a man! Um, straight down the middle, um, told you how it was. If you were if you were if you were good, he, he told you, you were good. And if you were poor, he told you, you were poor. And um, when he told you you were poor, you listened. Um, <laughs> But I take a lot from my managerial uh, what I do in managing from the six months that I had with Joe. Yeah. Uh, because I always say I'll, I'll, well, I'll be honest I'll I'll and honest and upfront and and do my best to tell the truth at all times. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's hard; you have to stretch it a bit. <laughs> but um, I try to be honest and upfront with every player, Jackie, and I, I got that from Joe.
1: Was management always something you wanted?
2: Yes, I think it was. I think I think whenever whenever I joined Anna at 32, I had a bad leg break and 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 um, when I was at R, when I was at uh, banger and the, and I was constantly having problems with my ankle and stuff like that. There, so whenever I finished the season with with Dungannon and won the league. I went and I done a year at Armagh City, and again it was playing a game on a Saturday and icing it up and not training properly and stuff like that. But I got through the season, so it came to it came to the time just where. I live right beside the United Football Club. Yes. We actually train there now, poor day Don't know how that happened, but uh, I, w- I went down there and, and there was a vacancy there, so I decided that I'd give it a go. And um, the irony well, of that, dist- your badges now? Obviously. I well, I was in the process of doing them. I, I, I've, I've done my first, my first uh, McDonald's. Actually, put it on. It was yes. quite ironic for me. I right used there they're quite regularly, <laughs> but uh, I started off my badges and. Um, and I went down to the honour and I think the first, the, the irony of the story is, Jack, is that um, we were sitting <clears> at <throat> the bottom of the league uh, at Christmas time. Um, Mike, Michael McKeown from mm, Glenn Abbott, was well my by, yeah. assistant manager at the time. Yeah. And um, so we got beat 4-1 by the PSNA and uh, I turned around to Michael and he says, I'm playing next week and so are you and I was 33 at the time and he was 36 at the time so I sat him in front of the back four as a whole midfielder and I played and that. some I finished fourth that season we won 13 out of the last 15 games and we we'll never looked back and I played for another two years after that so my ankle was fine
1: <laughs> So how did you get to Lockall as the boss?
2: Uh, uh, I would probably say Jay Willis uh, was good friends with Alan Davison who was the main man of mm-hmm. Lockall at the time and like all had been relegated in the Premier League and um there was it was a mess really in regards to everybody had left the club and, and um but I had done well at the honour to be fair, Jackie, and, and, and Alan came down and, and watched a few a few things that I'd done at the honour. So he'd been keeping an eye on me. offered me the job. It was hard to leave the honour to be honest with you, because it was fun. Mm. I don't remember them days now, but it was it was fun in them <laughs> days and uh, but it was a huge task. Yeah, it gave us a total rebuild at that goal, but um, I was able to persuade four, five, six players, the main core of them, to stay at the club for the Championship season. and um, We brought in 12, 13 players that season and we've done, we done the five but trophies. But it was a golden
1: time for you.
2: It was amazing. M- the lots first of trophies. The first season, we we, we we done the whole clean sweep and it was unheard of. We won the middle, We won the ulster we won the Intermediate Cup, we won the the, the, the Daily Mirror Limer um, league Cup at our level, yeah. we won the league and you know, we won five trophies. It was it was, it was amazing and uh, it's something that will always. I look back at that like all team, uh, very special characters in that team.
1: Yeah, great times. So what took you to Ards then?
2: Uh, madness, you know, a lot of, a lot of traveling. But whenever Brian rang me about the Ards job, um, where were Ards
1: then? The Ards were you?
2: sitting around. The, the bottom three in the, in the championship one, I think. Championship uh-huh. one. So um, uh, I had been out of the game for about eight or nine months. i have been helping John Billy out down the Cumber Rack, actually. Just playing, believe it or not. <laughs> 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 I know, it's, but it's three. Um, so uh, Brian, Brian Adams rang me and he asked me, I we met in the, in the four trees and I um, always knew Ords had the potential. They kicked themselves on and had a real good fan base and um, had a real great history as a club. And I thought there was massive potential at the club to turn the club around. And um, I have to say, the the years that I had at Orange were without doubt, but, you know, unbelievable. Five years, two
1: promotions, one relegation.
2: Yeah. um, Eventful. Eventful, but... You know when you consider where the club was, Jackie. Whenever I went there, I was so proud. The way I left the club, I left the club in the Premier League, sitting sitting in a good place in the Premier League and pretty much you know secure. Um, but to me, special times. And I have to mention as well, the supporters never got stuck there, never got any stuck there. It was they knew the new the the expectations of the club. Yeah. Um, whenever we were in the championship. We were expected to win the championship. Whenever we were in the Premier League, they were happy. Um, if you got your, if you got nice and steady and you steady stayed the ship, yeah, if you stay there. So, to me, real realistic supporters, great people, great friends, and um, I have to mention as well, I had a wonderful relationship with it was with a chairman, and I think that's key. Yeah, it was that, a risk for you
1: to leave, wasn't
2: it? It was huge, huge. Um, never would have considered it to, to to any other job, really. To be honest with you, Jackie, it was. It was a down thing, really. It was a hometown. It was, it was, well, it was just talking about. That, it, wasn't it. it was a no, you know. But I didn't want to leave to If I'm being honest about it, Jackie, I was uh, really, really didn't want to go. But I just thought this is my town. This is the club uh, that I think we can turn around. And, and if you get this club turned around, you've got an absolute yeah, mo- monster in your It was your a, home. Bit
1: of a mess, wasn't it, financially and all yeah. that? And you were heading for relegation. <clears throat> Uh, you could do nothing to stop that because there's yeah. points deducted. Uh, you couldn't. You couldn't even Why do bring. These people do this. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think. I think long term, Niall N- N- knows that the club. It's a big club. I said that earlier on. It's a big club, and and if you can get Portadown back up into the Premier League and with the fan base that they have, with the, with the stadium that they have, you know, it'll be a fantastic achievement. And then you can then kick on from there not just getting back to the Premier League Portadown is then a club like Coleraine or Glen who's up there that can challenge for the trophies in the Ice League they've got the potential to do that and I'm sure that's what now you know he said it was hard to leave ours I'm sure that's why that was the challenge getting Portadown back to where Big Ronnie had them before
1: yeah and even in the lean days you're still getting good crowds because yeah. they have a good fan base at Portadown
2: we have a huge fan base at the club, Jackie. Uh, I was telling you last night on the phone, um, we uh, we went boxing day there and played against Lockall and the place was packed, mm. packed with red and white, the whole ground. Yeah. And, uh, you That's know, you the bet. potential, the yeah. potential, this is, it's a football town, Jackie. Of course. And it's it's, it's a big, big heartbeat of, of the whole town. And um, if we can get this, you know, if you go back to, I always go back to the times we won leagues and, and we're winning the Irish Cups and stuff like that there town was absolutely empty. Yeah, you amazing. know, uh, we were going to the Irish Cup, cup, cup <laughs> then the town was desolate, you know, yeah. it was like tumbleweed I the, remember <laughs> down of the middle of it.
1: There was always that great atmosphere. It's unreal, you know, we Jesus. could... Well, talking about the cup, the Irish Cup is this Saturday, fifth round ties, 32 teams, 16 games, you can see them on your screens there, uh, just pick out a few of them, the holders, Linfield, at home to Glebe Rangers, uh, beaten finalists last season, Coleraine, are at home to Lisburn Distillery. Uh, Then we have two all-premier clashes. Carrick Rangers play a beaten semi-finalist, Glenavon, from last season. They were in the semi-final, Glenavon. And then we have uh, Dungannon Swift's, uh, no, sorry, we have Cliftonville at home to Warren Point. And looking there, Crusaders, they're at home to Maiden City. We have uh, Glenn Torn at Lurgan Celtic, Bellarmine United, Moyola Park, and Niall Portadown at home to Ballyclare Comrades. You are fifth, they are second. That's a good game. It's
2: a tough game. That'll be a tough game. They've... they've uh, they beat us twice this season. Um, earlier in the season, they fully deserved to beat us at Charlemagne Park, and um, we played them there five, six weeks ago at Dixon Park. And I thought we, I thought we were the better team that there. We gave away a soft goal, but um, a really tough day, a tough day. I don't think, I don't think Ballyclare will be looking forward to playing us at Charmack Park either, Jackie. So it's a competition <laughs> we want to, we want to progress in, you know. And uh, I think it'll be a, a real good game in the A. Yeah, it's one of on the standard games, isn't it?
0: It is, because I think the Clare were obviously top of the table there for a while. They've now sort of lost a few games. They're coming down a wee yeah, bit. Yeah, they've slipped a, a bit, yeah. and I got that little bit of momentum. So it's a game I'm sure now as going send these players we can go and win this and have a run in the Cup as well. Or, you know, is the Cup a distraction for you when you want to get back up into the Premier League? Who knows? But, you know, listen, everybody loves the Irish Cup. You know, it's the, f- the fifth round. Everyone looks forward to it. And, you know, it'll be a good day for the players Absolutely. as well.
1: I was going to say, whatever happens in the cup, it's a nice bonus, but it's the games against Limavady and Larne coming up, which are more important, I would think. to you? Without a doubt,
2: I think the the Limavady and the and the Larne games are huge. You know, we we've got to secure a top six jacket, and then we can we can open up all the branches to to go toe to toe with the, with the rest of them, and um, it's something i look forward to it, but we've got to cross that line first, and we're not there yet, so uh, I don't count my chickens ever before that. <coughs> You're quite
1: right. But the way things are going at Portadown, they're on the up. Maybe this man deserves a new contract. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Leaper? <laughs> <laughs> we are not going <good>, down. <laughs> Thank you for coming. You're very in. welcome, Jagger. Good to see you as always. Same to you, Paul. Thanks, Thank Thanks you, Thanks, Jagger. Thank you. Good to see you, mate. Nice. Uh, two great men, three of us. Two of them know what they're talking about, <laughs> and I'm just here to make up the numbers. That's it. Enjoy your Irish Cup tie this week. Get out there and support your local team. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye.